0: How are are you this fine morning? Yeah, good. You know, up at 3 a.m.,
2: but then uh, went back. Yeah, it's just my life. Not on purpose, right? Nope. Yeah, Went back to bed at 7.15 and had three dreams between
0: 7.15 and 8. Did you write them down? Are you a dream writer downer?
2: No, I'm just a, dear God, please let me get into REM sleep so I can feel like a human being. Yes. Person.
0: And the REM sleep is not when you're dreaming, right? No, it is, actually. When you're in lighter sleep. Really? Yeah, oh that's right. The deep sleep though is not REM sleep, right? Deep sleep happens before REM sleep. Yeah. So you I've have read a whole book about this, but I yeah, forgot yeah. already. Right.
2: Yeah, the deep sleep is important too, but you don't start REM sleep until after about five or six hours of sleep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So if you only get five or six hours of sleep a night, you're you're not getting REM sleep. Yeah. Which is no good for you. That's they no tell good.
0: me. Yeah. You probably read the same book as I did. Why we sleep. Why we sleep. Yeah. It uh, was illuminating. Um, I've started writing down my dreams. Yeah. FYI. Um, just because I used to not, uh, remember them. Like they fade really quickly after I wake up. I'm always like, Oh, sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's right. I did have a dream, but what was it about? And then, but I I like to, I don't know. I just thought it'd be interesting to write them down. Like as I wake up, I write them down. Yeah. At least what I remember. Um, and then go back and look at them later. I mean, sometimes they're just the most ridiculous things where you're just like, what in the world? Like, I think last night I dreamed I was playing like two-on-two basketball. (laughs) With With who? I can't remember who it was with. I feel like it was some famous person was like on one of the teams. And I was playing two-on-two basketball and I was like frustrated that I couldn't I think it was, I was frustrated that I couldn't handle the ball a little better. Like I had, I had ideas of what I wanted to do, like moves I wanted to make, mm-hmm. but like I physically couldn't complete the moves. Mm. I wasn't practiced enough or something like that.
2: Maybe you're just old.
0: <laughs> In my dream, I'm old too, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That could be, that could be. I, I, I do, I do. Sent, there's sometimes dreams that I have where I, the the theme is kind of like on that theme is like, I'm wanting to do something, but my, like my body won't cooperate. So it's either like I'm trying to play basketball, but I can't dribble, or I'm trying to like, you know, climb some stairs, but I can't remember how. You know, ben, do you know what? What does that say about me? Uh,
2: well, do you know what I call it when I want to do something and my body won't cooperate? Being old?
0: ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> Maybe I have dream ADHD. I don't know. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, well, you're on okay, sabbatical
0: right. from, yes, from the, from, obviously I'm here speaking w- with our listeners. So mm-hmm. not from gravity work, but from nope. uh, church work. So, yeah. which interesting thing about our relationship is we are partners in both areas. Yeah. So, anyway, so Matt is only allowed to talk to me about gravity stuff. Can I talk church talk. business? Nope. So interesting boundaries around our relationship right now.
2: They're good boundaries. Let's keep them. Let's keep them like this forever. Yeah.
0: Keep them like this, <laughs> at least until August 1st. So um, I'm happy about it. Uh, we're also
2: yep. pulling together a little retreat here at the end of the summer that um, for the first time, we're kind of running this thing and it's uh, signups are going well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we decided to run uh, a little retreat. We've got access to um, a retreat center here in Indianapolis that's run by some friends of ours. And, um, so Labor Day weekend, August 31st, September 1st, September 2nd, um, just that Thursday through Saturday, we decided mm-hmm. to see if we could run a little intimate retreat, um, for folks. And, uh, we, we just wanted to make some space for grief and make some space for joy. Um, it feels like there's a lot of unprocessed. I think, I feel like I have a lot of still of unprocessed grief, especially and yeah, probably joy, <laughs> Um, over the past few years with the pandemic and all the cultural upheaval that uh, we've gone through, I think it's been um, just a crazy time uh, to be alive. Um, so anyway, we thought, what would it look like to just make some space uh, for us to talk about that stuff? And so we'll have some exercises and some uh, just basically, mostly what we're doing is creating space uh, for conversations, for people to talk about um, What's come up for them over the last few years? Yep. Um, we're keeping it intentionally small. Um, we are going to be limiting it to twelve people. We have uh, what did I say earlier? Eight people signed up so yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. Eight people signed up so far. So that is great. People are coming from apparently all over the all over the country. Um, I don't know. I don't know where some of these folks live, but um, but people are coming into town for this, and so there are four more spots. If you would like to join us August 31st through September 2nd to talk grief and joy and just uh, create some space. We're going to do home cooked meals. We're going to do fire pits. We're going to have um, plenty of space for um, reflection and meditation on your own as well. Um, So anyway, join us if you want. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes, but you can also go to it's, we're calling the retreat a bright sadness. And so you can go to, abrightsadness.eventbrite.com to find out more information and to register. There are, um, at the Retreat Center, this is maybe just another FYI, at the Retreat Center, there are a few rooms that you can uh, book in addition uh, to booking space at the Retreat. Um, Not everybody is able to stay at the Retreat Center, but um, we do have, let me look here, one, two, three, we have one more room available at the Retreat Center if you'd like to join us and just stay on site at the retreat center otherwise um pe- other people are sort of uh, booking their own lodging at Airbnbs and such so all right that's the info Good join enough. us if you if you want yeah. yeah should we get into this interview with uh, Megan let's do it anything to say about this is a friend of Christie's and uh, Christie led the interview yeah Christy couldn't yeah go ahead
2: well the only thing to say is just that uh I think I'm fascinated by the concept of journaling. Mm. And uh, I'm really glad that she's joined us for this conversation because I think journaling is journaling's important. I think uh, in one of the lost spiritual disciplines or spiritual arts mm. in our world is talking to ourselves. <laughs> mm. um, scripture um, recounts the scripture writers talking to themselves. Yeah. Right? Um, they do this frequently. They talk to themselves about God and about what they're feeling and about how they're doing and they exhort themselves or they encourage themselves with certain things. And I think that uh, we kind of all do, we all kind of all have self-talk, but we don't, we're not
0: intentional about it. We're not Mm. purposeful about it. And I think this book helps us uh, get, get there. Yep. Yeah. And I think there's, there's an aspect. I mean, Megan talks about this as well. So does um, I'm thinking of Mark Shelsky. Mm-hmm. Who, we interviewed him about journaling as well. Um, you can go back in the archives and look for that one um, but there is also a sense in which um and this has been true in my life that in the talking to myself and sort of the unearthing of my innermost thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. there is also then a discernment about God talking to me and god yeah. talking god speaking to us as well and so yeah. it's it, you know it's a fuzzy there's not like a I don't know. There's no technique where you can guarantee to, you know, hear God's voice or something. Um, And for most people, I think that hearing God's voice uh, is perhaps a metaphor that um, doesn't really work uh, because, you know, people always talk about hearing the audible voice of God. But I mean, what does that mean? Audible, right? I mean, I I don't know. It feels like that would just be a really clear thought that comes to you uh, that you're convinced is sort of evidence of God's guidance you know in your life mm-hmm. but anyway i have found that to be helpful is um in in journaling creating space for the possibility that god may want to communicate with me as well um is uh, is a helpful practice so megan seems to have a um a good method for that um, yeah and yeah, this is a helpful conversation. One of Christy's friends, and so Christy led the interview. And uh, Christy couldn't be with us today, though, because she's got a, a terribly sore throat. Under the weather. Yeah. So pray for pray for Christy. Pray for healing for her. Um, all right. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. I'm Christy here with Ben and Matt. Hello. And our guest today is Megan Nielsen. Megan is a speaker, author, life coach, and founder of the Beautiful Exchange Community. Um, She's written two books, most recently, Untangling Faith, How to Have Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connection, Clarity, and Peace. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But Megan's my friend, so welcome, Megan.
3: Yes, Christy has a friend. Everybody, you are welcome. <laughs> I have,
1: I have one friend. Everybody now knows. <laughs> I know it's exciting. <laughs> um, we all have Megan, a mission in
3: life. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> Everyone's feeling bad for me now. Um, Megan has four kids, and our kids go to school together, and we've known each other for. I think almost 14 years. I moved to Colorado Springs 14 years ago. We were in a Sunday night Bible study, kind of together, same church, um, live near each other, and really honestly do life together. And so it's super fun to have somebody that I love and know and respect. And so I'm just glad you could be here. Mm -hmm.
3: Thank you. Yes, we meet every Monday morning and I get to learn from Christy. She's amazing. So we have a Bible study we do together and yeah. Just, I just love to follow this girl. Great. Well, that's great.
2: We, you know, this is different than how it normally works. Normally, we either meet people that we want to spend more time with here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Christy has spent tons of time with Megan. And now she comes on the oh, podcast. And she's
3: still invited me. Yeah. <laughs> no? well, well, now. yeah
0: yes. <laughs> I know. Same Yes. And I think a long time well, listeners of the podcast will be pleased to know that Christy finally has a friend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's now public information. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: so. Well, Megan, what else do we need to know about you? Since what I know everything you about know? you, but Ben and Matt don't. So <laughs> fill us in. What else would you include?
3: Oh, gosh. Okay. Yes. Four kids. Um, Christy and I connect over being adoptive moms. So my older two are biological. And in college, our oldest is graduating here shortly, which is kind of crazy. I feel like people have asked me. We have a high school graduate this year and college graduate. And college graduation is hitting me differently. Honestly, I I don't know. It's just odd to be launching your your kid, your adult man child, into the actual <gasps> world. He has an actual job, so praise God! Like that's exciting. Um, but he's going to be living in a totally different state, and it's just we're in a new transition uh, season of parenting. I've been married for decades. And my husband is a career change social studies teacher. So we both in 2020 pivoted to new jobs, new careers. And so that was really amazing. So sort of the midlife moment hit us both. Luckily, uh, nothing catastrophic happened um, that I need to have therapy for. We actually both jumped into new new things that we're loving. For me, it's coaching and speaking and writing. And for him, it's teaching. And it's been super fun to do that. So hmm. life yeah. is full and fun and That's recreating great. myself all the time.
1: Well, today we're going to talk about your new book that came mm-hmm. out, which I want to throw confetti for because um, it's, it's really good and really practical. Um, I mentioned it before, but it's called Untangled Faith. And really— um, we did a cohort within gravity we went through gravity stuff and there was uh, a statement in Matt and Ben's book that kind of caught your attention that really led to some of this writing and I'm curious if you can kind of share that little snippet with us
3: oh what what, what was it from Matt and Ben's book that, that <laughs> caught my attention <laughs> let me just let me just remind myself no Something I about bringing it to Jesus bring it to Jesus yes I yes. Okay. So let me give you a little context. Um, yes, we did do the Gravity Leadership book, and then we did the Mind of Christ. We've been, It took us a whole year to go through all that stuff. It was amazing. And there was something in the very beginning of the book when you guys were writing and you were saying, what do we do with all these questions and these hard moments? We bring it to Jesus. We lay it at the foot of the cross. We bring it to him. And then we say, Jesus, what do you want me to know about this? You're always here. You're always with me. You're informing me. You're giving yeah. me your kingdom perspective. And I was like, bring it to Jesus. That's exactly it. So to truth be told, my original, I, I was gonna publish a journal um, and call it the Bring It to Jesus Journal. So that that is not the actual name of it, <laughs> but that was the working draft for quite a while. And the journaling that I'm talking about um, is really came to me a, a couple of years ago. And I was following this guy named Mark Verkler of Communion with God Ministries, and he was talking about how we can truly come to Jesus with everything and begin to to communicate with Him and specifically writing with Him. So I was learning what he he calls two way journaling. So two way journaling, where um, I, as a human being, am writing and I'm I'm just uncensored, asking questions, just writing out all my thoughts, and then I stop in four or five minutes time, kind of drop the pen and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to know about this? Show me your perspective over this, this bring it to Jesus moment. So then after you've released what you're concerned about and you begin to receive and kind of tune to the flow of the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to be speaking to you and writing down the impressions that are coming to you. A lot of times it's scripture, you know, all Like, what is God wanting to say about this? And so Hmm. I have spent the better part of a couple of years, um, A, doing this journaling myself, kind of releasing questions, thoughts, concerns to the Lord, receiving from Him, and doing this two-way journaling, leading groups of women through it um, in my coaching practice and things like that. And then one morning, this is getting to the crux of how this particular book and journal got published, one morning, I don't know, a year or so ago, Um, I literally woke up. (laughs) We literally wake up in the morning. Okay, let me rephrase that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I do every morning, I literally wake up. But this time, no. This particular morning, there was just this download. That's the only way now I know how to describe it. From this journaling, like it was, it was as if the Lord gave me a deeper framework and blueprint of when you when you journal with Him and you listen for His words. Then what do you do with that? How can that become practical? How do you walk it out? What kind of um, challenges do you come up against when you're when you're communicating with the Lord? And, and where does your flesh, where, where is he asking you to renew your mind and release things that you're really holding on to? So, all that to say, he gave me this framework that I call Beautiful Exchange Journaling, where the Beautiful Exchange is, was my first book, and it's this moment of of moving from flesh to spirit. So if you're taking Romans chapter 8 and you're saying the flesh brings death and the spirit brings life, well Paul said that first. I'll give him credit. Credit to Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the the flesh brings death, the spirit <laughs> brings life. And so that's what to me, that's what this journaling is is I am releasing my flesh that I know will bring strife and stress and anxiety and worries. And I'm saying I'm releasing the concerns of my flesh I'm asking you, Lord, to exchange them for the beauty and the freedom and the joy of your spirit, and then we move from there. So I was planning on um, publishing this journal um, with this exact framework. I had the, the introduction written out. How would I explain this framework to, do, to people? And we can kind of go into that, the hows of that. But um, as I was preparing to publish the journal for a, a speaking retreat that I was doing it that spring— I literally, again, literally, we're gonna have to work on my <laughs> <laughs> communication skills. I had this moment where the Holy Spirit down. He said to me, "You can, cre- you can publish the journal, and this is a fantastic spiritual discipline and practice for people to go through. But if you really want to anchor this in something deeper and understand uh, at a deeper level, and equip people and empower people to." believe that they can hear from the Lord, understand each part of the, of the framework in a more, you know, grounded in biblical theology, you need to write a book. This is my very long winded way of saying that's how the book came mm. because the Lord said, you can create the journal and that will be good. But in the garden of Eden moment, if you want it to be very good, you need to mm. write a book and explain it to people. They read the book and then they are equipped to journal with the Lord for themselves. So there's a huge brain dump for you. You might have some questions. <laughs> Do you literally have any no. questions?
1: <laughs> well, it's really good because there's the book that explains it and the journal that you can practice it with. And mm-hmm. um, uh, can I just tell you a quick story of how I implemented your journaling this past weekend real Amazing. quickly? Yeah. Um, I was up den- in Denver with 25 high school kids leading this like trip, the service project trip, working with houseless friends people who don't have uh, a consistent place to live in the city of denver and we were we did lots of different things but at one time we had an hour where we were trying to clean up this one little block of denver off colfax which is considered to be uh, or called the wickedest city or street in america because of how many um meth deals prostitution Um, houseless people that are living there. And so we had this one little section and it was probably like a foot deep of rubbish that was just there. And so me and four high school kids are like picking up this rubbish and we were picking up like horrific things, broken bongs and needles. We had gloves on and uh, feces and Mm -hmm. used tampons. I mean, it was horrific and, We finished and that night I was still feeling very unsettled, like very like this was really gross to me and there's a lot that my heart was holding. And so I pulled out a piece of paper and just started journaling like this is what happened and this is how I felt and this is um, questions I had and anger and like emotions and all that kind of stuff. And after a few minutes said, okay, Lord, what do you say to all of this? How do you meet me in all of this? Um and very and I wrote down like these words. I wash you too.
2: Mm.
1: And I was like, what? And this idea of forgiveness mm. um hit my heart in a very new, fresh, beautiful way. Of yeah, I was picking up all this rubbish of other people. There's rubbish in my own life to confess and to release and to be honest about, and how quickly there was change made when we picked up all that rubbish and how quickly there can be forgiveness. Mm. Um, and it was beautiful. And it was because of your work. And so I'm just really grateful um, that you mm. wrote it, that you wrote the book and that you wrote the journal um, because it was helpful for me to release it, but also receive what what God had for me.
3: Yeah, that's, that's huge. And what I love about it is this idea of journaling can be overwhelming or what's the point. Um, and I even mm. hesitate to use the word journal because people are like, eh, I, don't, I don't really do that. Or that's for women. Yeah. Women do that, right? Christy does that, but we don't <laughs> do that. Mm. So, and I was at a, a retreat where someone said, you know, I, I wish I could journal, but I, I'm a kind of afraid to journal because I'm afraid I'm go- of what I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> and
3: so I thought to myself, you know what? I would be kind of afraid to journal too if, if it ended with my thoughts. If, it, if that is the end game, because my thoughts are limited, like God's thoughts are unlimited and they're higher than our ways. And to your experience, Christy, you were coming writing down, you're kind of cleansing yourself of this experience of, oh my gosh, this is just what I, what I experienced. And it was so dark and dirty and heavy. And what do I do with that? And immediately the Lord gave you this impression in your mind that was like, I clean you too. So it didn't stop in this really hard, heavy place. That's the beauty of this type of experience or spiritual discipline, though, is you you have to get it out. You have to name what's true and honest and what your experience is, because that's real. And then he says, thank you for naming that and understanding that and bringing that to me. Now I want to give you, I want to renew your mind with my truth. And, and he did that for you. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what I notice, <clears throat> too, is... Um, I'm glad you mentioned like the gendered way sometimes we think about journaling yeah. as though if I'm going to be a man, I can't write my thoughts. I, I don't, I, I don't, that doesn't, I don't perceive that. Like I've never heard that before, but I'm glad you named it because if, if it's a thing, if it's a real thing, then like we need to sort of debunk yeah. that, right? Um, anyway, that's the first thing. And the second thing is I I noticed that uh, journaling and I have a complicated relationship Megan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because my brain works faster than my hands and my ADHD makes it so like it's hard for me to slow my brain down. Mm. It gets really hard to slow my thoughts down. And so uh, I'm noticing that one of the things you're doing in this book and this, this talking with God through facing and naming like know what's going on with us i typically do verbally so i'll go on a walk and i'll just talk i'll basically free brains like free form Mm -hmm. quote write, but instead of writing it i'll just speak it and then once it's out i'll just be quiet and listen kind of hold it there and uh for me and this is not just because I'm a man and I don't like journaling. No, but for me, this is really, really helpful. Really, really helpful. Um, and I'm, I'm actually considering how I can play around with doing this in smaller chunks with mm-hmm. the thing you're describing.
3: Well, what I love about what you just said is, yeah, go for a walk and talk to God. I mean, yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, that's a that's a def- definitely thumbs up thing to do. But what would it look like for you to then come home and begin to write, especially what he tells you, so you can kind of cleanse your thoughts and get them out there? And there is something very um, neurological that happens when we take our pen and we we write it out. There's something sure. that's like you know rewiring your brain, and I'm not a scientist, so um, I only know enough to get me in trouble. But but there is like we are wired. Yeah. To to be to to rewire. So when you're writing things down, even if your brain is going so fast, if you can catch like keywords and phrases, you write that down. And then if you were to write them down in some sort of a journal, I mean, I, I would say the Untangled Faith Beautiful Exchange Companion Journal. <laughs> but then you have this record. So one thing that's been so important for me is I can actually go back and look at key pieces of journaling. And God has actually, I mean, I have smiled so many times because just between him and I, I, i hes he's prophesied over me. Things have come to pass that no other person on the planet would know. But I know because I wrote it down. And on that specific date, I was dealing with this thing. And then that specific date comes up in some other way. And it's these fun, it's almost like a fun little like inside, right. <laughs> insider information that you can have with the Lord. So I'd be curious yeah. what that would look like for you to go on a walk and get it out the way your body is, is created to do that. Mm-hmm. And then what if you came home and you were like, okay, now I'm going to write down a few things that he gave me so that I can, I can deposit those and pocket those in, in this space for testimony, for mm. fortified faith, anchoring, yeah. et cetera.
2: Yeah. That's good. So, so kind of like freeform verbally and then keep a record of it in a journal.
0: Sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And now a word from a sponsor.
4: When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.
0: All right, let's get back into our conversation. I don't have the same kind of complicated relationship as Matt with journaling, it's actually been a really, or
2: with most
3: things,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, literally with most things. Good. Thank you. Yeah. We can all, we can all misuse the word uh, on this podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a safe space. No, but I I was going to say I have, I have benefited greatly from the kind of journaling that you're talking about. Actually, I uh, came into contact. uh, I think Mark Verkler has a vineyard background, doesn't he? And I, I used to be a worship pastor at a vineyard um, mm-hmm. a vineyard-y church. So anyway, so I, um, I've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, sometimes my journal entries are mostly me, you know, mostly me kind of getting the thoughts and feelings out onto the page. And then, you know, every once in a while, they're also what I sense, you know, God is saying to me. Um, and I, I, I guess my question for you, Megan, is um, that can sometimes feel like a, like a, like a like a I don't know a mysterious sort of mystical like what it like for people who aren't uh maybe accustomed to it, it can feel like you're talking nonsense, right? It's just like, what do you mean God spoke to you like what do you mean you just write Amen. down what you sense the spirit might be so um, I mean, not to be like super cynical about it, but what would you say to people who maybe feel intimidated by it, just to say oh, like I, well i can I can write down my feelings, but how how do I know like the things that occur to me next are God like what what would i even begin to how would i know you know yeah. what, what's happening here how do I, how do i begin to trust it
3: well that's super fair i've had people say that literally that thing to me <laughs> yes <laughs> to be a drinking game every time Megan yeah, says yeah, literally right. yeah, yeah, take, yeah, take, yeah. take orange juice okay guys gosh take a
0: shot of orange juice or uh, yep, grape juice chip?
3: so anyway um yes what you're speaking of is very common and i've had people mm-hmm. say that to me and on one level I don't I don't know if the thoughts that are coming in your head are from God or not. Right. Like yeah. that's for you to 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 discover and determine. But what I have given, at least at some very base level in this book, and I, I believe that your book speaks to this too, is how do you know it's from God? So there are things that you can do to test it. So even in Mark Burkler, he's saying, okay, if you if you have thoughts and ideas and impressions coming to your mind, write them down don't censor yourself because as human beings, we can tend to overthink and just get stuck, paralyzed, we're done. We're overthinking it. So don't overthink, allow kind of that free flow, creative expression to come. But then once you have, you know, really had some thoughts and images come to your mind, then take them to Lord, bring it back, bring it to Jesus and say, is this from you? Confirm it with me. So is it consistent with scripture? These are all the things that you probably already know. J- jump into the Bible. If what if what you're hearing, either in impressions in your mind, I have never personally heard the audible voice of God. I would love to. So like, you know, hand to heaven. I hope maybe he's listening to me now. He'll give me that, but I haven't. I just have impressions and thoughts come into my mind. And then at that point, it's up to me. I do the inner work of saying, okay, is this something that I could have thought of on my own? Is this something that is consistent with scripture when I go and get godly counsel? So, so a part of my, my extended version of journaling, because what I was originally doing was releasing my thoughts and receiving impressions that come to me, I think there's really important work to do after that. How is God asking yeah. me to renew my mind? Do I need to re- to reach out and ask for some counsel and some confirmation? So this is an ongoing developing practice. It's not done in a vacuum. And I get really concerned when people say, um, I heard from God and period, end of statement. I talk a lot about um, what kind of fruit is this bringing? So when you're hearing things in your mind, when thoughts are coming to you, are they consistent with scripture? Are they consistent with the character of God? Are they bringing about good fruit? If you can insert the fruit of the spirit into the you know the the harvest of what you're hearing, then I would say yes, proceed with confidence. That's likely what God is saying. If all of a sudden it's going to bring pain or confusion to you or to somebody else, I would highly suggest you pause that, stop that and go, "Whoa, what's going on right now?" So it's hard to answer that question very specifically in this limited amount of time, but right. it's in a very important question to ask. And I'd be yeah. concerned if people were not asking that question.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's sort of, there's like a baseline humility, right? Um, that uh, people who are actually going to be hearing from God are probably the people who uh, doubt that they can do it. <laughs> you know, if you're 100% confident that oh, I got this, like, eh, I would maybe <laughs> doubt uh, you know, what you're hearing. Possibly. Uh, I'd love to hear what your response is to this as well, because one of the things, um, one of the other things about sort of hearing God's voice or sort of sensing what God is saying or doing, um, I think when I was younger, I assumed that hearing God's voice would mean God gives me specific directions about what to do with my life, that God's voice was going to be mainly instructions, (laughs) right? For me to carry out, like, Mm -hmm. you know, go to the grocery store this morning and talk to this person or uh, go to this college instead of that one, or whatever. Um, but my experience has been that mainly the things that I hear from God that I I th- are fairly confident that God is speaking to me, they're mostly uh, indicative statements. They're not imperative statements. They're mostly God proclaiming some aspect of the good news of the gospel to me. You know, so it, it's a lot more like, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, it's a lot more like I wash you too. Than it is uh, do this next week as well, <laughs> right um, so I don't know I don't know if that's been your experience, but that 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 was a I remember that being a surprise to me that when I had a sense that God was speaking, it was almost always God just telling me things that were true rather than mm-hmm. telling me what to do
3: absolutely. Um, it's fun to guide people through this journaling practice and and then ask them, what do you notice about your voice and what do you notice about God's voice? And by and large, what we experience is that when we're writing from our very real human perspective, it feels heavy and stressful and like there's an angst about it. And yeah. then when you're switching into, okay, God, show me your perspective. I'm bringing it to Jesus. There is that. There's a lightness. There's It's, it's, it's exchanging yeah. lies for the truth. And I think that's what you're getting at. So yes. a lot of times when I'm doing this, it's he's beginning to deconstruct lies that i'm believing about my life about the circumstances and he begins to many times he's overlaying that with i love you i see you you're not alone to your point of how how is he reminding me that my 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 human thinking is getting stuck in very finite circumstantial space yeah and he's bringing in a broader Concept of of not being alone and finding you know joy and it, it's hard to explain with yeah. with words. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I it's might need to, to sing about it. it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's kind. It's pretty wild. It's kind of meta when you think about it. But I love your point of it's not necessarily because the I had I use the word clarity mm-hmm. in the subtitle. How honest conversations with God lead to deeper connections, clarity, and peace. And clarity on a human level, you might think, okay, well, I need very specific marching orders. Mm -hmm. And I think what he says is, follow me. You want your marching orders? How about you open up the scriptures? And I said, follow me. So what does it look like to follow Jesus? And he begins to shift that thinking, um, which is, it's super fun. And it's it's a lifetime of learning, at least for me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: My guess is we have some listeners who are hearing this and they are thinking things like, I kind of like what Matt said, I don't have the personality for that. Um, I'm not spiritual enough. I I think I can only hear from God if I'm in like some sort of sacred space, which you kind of addressed these myths at the beginning of mm-hmm. your book. Um, and I'm just wondering if you can double click for a second on what do you say to a person who kind of is like, I want to hear and I want to practice, but that's actually not me.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's an artist, Christy. Isn't that what your art teacher tells you?
1: <laughs> We're yes, all artists the sun can here, be blue. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the truth is we are all artists, but some people have an easier time connecting in that space. I would say that might be the, the case here too. So, if you are following the Lord, if you are a child of God, he tells us very specifically and clearly in scripture, my sheep hear my voice. They will not follow a stranger. So that's a key for all of us. The question is, how open are we to trying it and practicing it? And Mm -hmm. I think with spiritual disciplines, at least this is just my opinion, this is just coming from me, some people are pretty wired to have an easier, quote unquote, time in that space. That's That's just what their personality is. And other people are like, man, this feels clunky. So I don't think God wants to make himself a mystery to us. But part of discovering the clues is how has he wired me to connect with him through the blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Okay, that, we're clear on that part. But I think it's just, there's a wide open space as to how we can connect with the Lord. For me specifically, I'm a words girl. I love to hear from God. I'm a writer for heaven's sake. So this particular spiritual discipline of writing with God, it, it comes more naturally for me. And for other people, they might it might be a harder discipline, but does that mean we don't do it? We don't try it? We don't open ourselves up to the experience? Um, the, the, the one thing I can say is I led a group of ladies through this at um, Christmas time at a Christmas event, and my husband was there um, serving us. So God bless him. He's such an amazing human being. And he said, do you need help? I'd love to come help you out with this event. And he was in the background listening to me Guide people through this experience. And then when we got in the car to leave, he said, Oh, you keep talking about journaling. If that's what you mean by journaling, I could do that. (laughs) Because there's this, there's something about this idea of journaling and hearing from God that feels almost overwhelming and untethered. Like, where do I even land the plane? I don't even know how to do this. So for me, this practice that he gave me to share with the world, it helps land the plane in my spirit. And I'm not asking someone to just just jump out into some abyss unless that's what you want to do, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Within reason, um, but but this this guided is like don't be, don't be concerned. Like I'm going to take you by the hand and we're going to do one step at a time. And so it it's pretty natural for people to say, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this, I don't know if I can hear God, and all I can say is. He's told you that he can speak to you. Are you willing and open to to give it a try and and go through this practice? I don't know how it's going to be for you. And you might shift some things around. But for me and a lot of people that I've worked with, it's been really, really powerful. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, your book goes into 12 steps, basically, of journaling. And I appreciate that you use our words because that was helpful to me to kind of try to remember some of them. Um, And I'm not going to go through all of them of like, we talked about releasing, um, receiving, renewing, uh, removing. So you can, I want you to buy the book and read it and practice it and buy the journal. But I'm, I'm wondering if you can kind of, out of all the steps, which one feels easiest to you personally and Mm -hmm. which one feels most challenging to you? Gosh,
3: that's a good question. I don't know. Let's see here. Let's review the steps, shall we? Um, I won't go over them. Um, one thing that I love to do is the very first step is getting rooted in scripture. So it felt clear to me, and I think this helps answer your question also about hearing from God. Is I start each each section of journaling with a passage of scripture, so a verse or two. So that helps when I get rooted in scripture and I remind myself, what does God's voice sound like? So I have people get started. Just read these two read these two sentences. God is talking to you. What does his voice sound like? If somebody just stopped there, that is powerful enough for the day. So I think that's the easiest for me because then I remind myself, oh, that's right. This is what God's voice sounds like. Here's a word or two from this perspective particular passage that he's bringing to mind today that I should meditate on or or kind of anchor in faith in a, in a deeper way. I like to get rooted in scripture. that that comes pretty naturally for me. Um, what's the hardest part? I, I think some people would say receiving from the Lord, like what if I don't, what if I don't hear him? What if I don't have anything to write? Um, and I think that that can be a little bit intimidating but I also think that it's an opportunity to expand your mind and just begin to ask him to to come over you with love. Even if you just wrote down, I love you, that's God speaking to you. So it seems on paper like the most intimidating piece of it, but it can be so simple that he's bringing these words of love to you.
1: We'll be right back.
0: The Gravity Podcast is sponsored by the Gravity Formation Course, our 12-month cohort-based training in practical spiritual formation, where you'll learn how to notice how God is already at work in your life so you can participate more fully in the life that God shares with us. It is a discipleship process that goes beyond just gaining more knowledge and trying out some new practices. In the Gravity Formation Course, we go below the surface of our lives so that we can notice and name our deepest desires in God's presence, and to discern how God is at work in those desires to lead us toward holistic flourishing, more transformation, more life, more joy, more love. We've trained hundreds of people from all over the world in this formation framework, and it's helped many people to have a sense of God at work in their lives and learn to be more at home in God's love. If you'd like to learn more, go to gravitycommons.com slash formation.
2: Let's get back to the show.
1: Maybe helping land the plane a little bit, because sometimes I feel like we're talking up here of like Mm -hmm. 30,000 feet. What does it actually practically look like in my life? Um, And so just another quick example of, I really blew it as a mom last week with (laughs) Soren, my 15-year-old who's learning how to drive. And for those parents who are not at that place teaching someone how to drive, like, I'm really sorry that you're going to get to that place. Then <laughs> you've done it. You've done it four times. I needed to like learn lessons from you or something. But as in the car, he he like kind of skidded through a little bit of a stop sign right by our house where there's no ever any cars. And I was like, you have to stop the car. You can't, you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't need to give you all the details. But the <laughs> gist of it is at the next stop sign, he like slammed on the brakes and I was pissed because I thought he was like pissed at me and kind of proving something to me and la. Anyway, um later on, I like was still fuming from that and kind of journaling out, like, I'm I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I don't like this part of parenting, I don't want to teach my kid how to drive. Um, and just kind of getting it out there of like releasing it, um, and then really what kind of surfaced was not just the frustration of having to teach Soren how to drive and, and the interaction that we had, but I was believing the lie that because he responded poorly, that I was a bad mom. Mm. Like that was, that was the lie that I was kind of holding and that it was all up to me, that like my kid's life and choices and decisions and what reflect I mean we all know that this is not true but we all sometimes live that that our our identity comes from what our kids are doing or saying or whatever. And I was believing that lie and getting to a place where Mm -hmm. I could say, okay, but what is the truth? Where is my identity really anchored? And being and the practice of journaling got me to that place to remind me what the truth was. And what I hear you saying Mm -hmm. is that's what this is about. Is being rooted in Scripture, being able to release the junk, the the lies, the, the you know, the bad news, so to speak, and being able to replace it with good news and truth and gospel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I that think practice.
3: what makes this different, like, when, as you're speaking— um, one thing that's coming to me is like, what makes this particular, If why would I buy this journal over anything else? Why don't I just buy a spiral notebook and just kind of release and receive and there we go. To me, one of one of the most interesting parts is the now what? Like this journal is asking you to take a step of faith. Like what response? So you, you mentioned all the R words, right? So if the Lord's bringing you to this awareness of, okay, I'm releasing this, Stress and this anxiety from my flesh, and I'm replacing it with this uh, joy and perspective of the Holy Spirit. The very next step is okay, now what? What do you do with that? So, what step of faith do you sense God inviting you to take? So, in your example, for you know, in your story, is there a moment where God might say, you know what, Christy, maybe the, the, the faith-based action is to go back to Soren and say, wow, I am so sorry that I blew up at you. Now, you you are a very evolved human being. You might come up with that on your own. Um, but me, for example, sometimes I need a little extra guidance to, and that, that push to say, okay, it's one t- thing to receive a revelation and get it to to kind of anchor in your spirit, But I believe that true kingdom living is that, okay, now what is he, how would I walk that out? How would I actually, as this book suggests, have deeper connections with other people and with God? Mm -hmm. It's by saying, oh, I've had this revelation and now I have this opportunity to take a step of outside of my comfort zone and respond in active faith and then, you know, you have to explore the resistance. Why would I resist talking to him? Because that would mean that I would have to say I'm sorry and I have to be humble and all those type of things. So that's another piece of what this journaling does. It just gets down to that granular level of, of understanding what is our next right step, what resistance do we feel to it, and why would we do it anyway? That's yeah.
2: good. Yeah, that is good. You know, as I keep thinking... Megan, as we're listening, that there's two pitfalls usually for me when I'm thinking about hearing from God. The, f- the first is sometimes God's voice doesn't sound like I think it should. Um, hmm. And secondly, w- what, if God, what if I get it wrong? You know, like those are the two big stumbling blocks for me. And like the get it wrong is, you know, obviously I think we've all heard stories of like, <clears throat> God told me to start a cult you know, or, or you know, or, or, God told me that, um, so-and-so would, uh, win a race. All I had to do is get 10 people to pray. And then, you know, um, these kinds of things, T- tell me how you navigate that in your own life. Do you, do you ever feel like, how do you discern, like, is this, uh, is this just the coffee I had on Chrissy's back porch this morning, or is this the Holy Spirit? <laughs>
3: I think that's a fantastic question. I mean, again, the only way I know how to answer that question is, does it bring me back to the love and truth of God or does it not? So as I'm sifting through thoughts and emotions, if something is bringing me closer, a deeper connection with God and with other people, and again, I can begin to see the harvest of Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness—coming from those thoughts and those actions—that to me is like proceed. It that's a green light. Yeah. But if I'm in those spaces where I'm, it's 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 more of a confusion and it's a disconnection and and it's withdrawing from God, withdrawing from other people, and and it's in direct contradiction to the words of Jesus, and it's bringing me worry and anxiety instead of bringing me peace. I don't know any other way to. To sift through that, except for to, to to play that out. Um and I mean, I'm a professional overthinker. I'm a firstborn. I I I don't want to get things wrong. I'm a I'm a nine on the Enneagram with a one wing. So if that means anything to you, it means that like you tell me the right way to go and I will do it and we'll be good and we'll have a great relationship and I will, I will just live under your expectations. So for a long time, that's how I've related to God too. Like, God, just tell me what to do. I don't want to mess it up. And God has been graciously deconstructing this in me to say, you you can't mess up my love. You can't mess up my will. You, You can't. I mean, that's just, that's cute that you think that you could do that. But he's he's just replacing his perspective of what is greater than doing things right, well, perfectly. It's doing things um, that bring connection and peace and a depth of love that you could not even experience any other way. So rather than approaching this as some sort of linear path like where, where each pavement is getting, you know, is is getting put down in front of you. What if he's just re rewiring what the point of life is in the first place, which is to connect with him and connect with yourself and other people? At least that's the message that he's been giving to me and he's asking me to share with with others. So yeah. maybe it will resonate with somebody else out there.
0: Yeah. That's that's good. It's helpful. I'm reminded um of what. Uh, we sometimes say in our training about that question uh, because we like learning to hear good news from God and learning to proclaim it to others is uh, part of the part of the uh, skill so to speak that we train in and um, I find it helpful to kind of boil that down to like does this jive with the character of God Mm -hmm. what we know of God you know in Christ and does this jive with the story of Jesus which is the gospel right and then does this jive as you said with the fruit of the spirit and does it seem to be producing mm-hmm. the fruit of the spirit? And mm-hmm. if so, then um, even if it's not from God, it's probably still good, you know? And so go for it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, there, I think there's a possibility that we could have, uh, that we can maybe think God thoughts after God. And so it doesn't <laughs> always need to be like a, I don't know, like a direct channeling of God's voice necessarily. I think sometimes we can just be like, yeah. And I'm learning to, just have these thoughts myself as well, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're good, they're good gospel thoughts and they help me live in, you know, God's kingdom. And so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could chat about this for hours. Um, but I, I we're almost at time. So Megan, can you just tell our listeners kind of where can they find you? Where can they buy this book and journal? Where are you on social media? Give us all your places.
3: They can find me on your back porch, Christy. Should we give them all the true. address? I'm <laughs> just kidding.
1: And I tell our listeners, I'll buy coffee. <laughs> They'll true. have coffee with you. I'm offering to have coffee now with you yes, and me. Yes.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, I do have a website, which is where people can find me at one sense, Megan, the letter B, Nilsen, N I L S E N dot com. I hang out on Instagram a lot at Megan underscore Nilsen. Um, and um, I have a podcast. So, shameless plug for my podcast. It's called the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. And uh, I just. Hit, hit it with that intersection of life and faith and have lots of conversations like we're having right now. What does that actually great. mean? And so I probably will never get to the end of the content because I'm constantly asking, what does that actually mean? So the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast is where you can find me too.
1: That's great. Well, and if they want to have a taste of your book, you actually read mm-hmm. the intro and, and kind of talk about it. And mm-hmm. maybe we can put that in the show notes so that they can get a taste of that. Um, but we encourage you to- check out our book, Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. Megan, and thanks peace for too. being with us today.
3: Thanks. Yeah, you can find the book and the journal on Amazon, of course.
1: Awesome. We all, we all have Wherever to live books there. Are sold.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I hear you. <laughs> great, great to have you with us, Megan.
3: Aw, thanks you guys. It's been awesome.
1: Peace. guys so fun to have a friend on i mean that's has happened to you guys where you've had friends but i haven't really yeah. had a friend so <laughs> yeah. not that i don't have friends i know you, have, you joked about that already i know that was
0: i thought it was a funny joke because clearly of all of us of uh, the three of us on this podcast christy you're the one i i would almost guarantee you have yeah. the most friends you have more no, friends than not. i do so
2: yeah. anyway. not that it's a contest
0: yeah, yeah. 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 No. it doesn't matter that you're winning the contest, Christy. Yeah, it's I actually met,
2: we talked about, didn't talk about this in the podcast, I actually met Megan when I was at uh, oh, visiting the Pentleys one time. That's and, right, uh, that's right. got to hang out and we actually nice. processed a Kairos together. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. One thing I wish okay. she would have maybe gotten into in the interview is just like a little bit of practicality. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, we, she talked yeah. about writing a lot. Um, but when I journal, sometimes it's bullet points, sometimes it's like, a word and then Mm. like a word of bad news and then a word of good news. And then, then what, or something I've even Mm. done pictures like kind of drawing, like for people who are more artistic, more than me could probably draw really nice pictures. Anyway. Um, I think there's some creativity and some openness to kind of what this could look like. And so, um, but next time, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, That's, that is interesting. I I was thinking about that with her sort of, I mean, she's got this process that does involve writing, but she mentions, you know, that like, it's more important to kind of find what works for you. So what, what actually connects you to God's kind of word for you or your God's heart for you? Um, And so Matt, you mentioned, you know, going for walks kind of helps you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think writing helps me. Um, So I don't know. I appreciated that. It's just that it was like, like it's not a it's the the goal isn't to journal more you know what i mean like, the, right. like yeah. there's nothing right. inherently good about journaling it's just no. one of the practices that helps us stay in touch with god and yeah. what god's saying to right. us in the and the gospel and how our right. lives can be connected um so right yeah it yeah.
2: was great this, interv- this interview reminded me of the uh, headline i saw about julie andrews did you see that she bought this really cheap lipstick apparently and it fell apart and gave her bad breath did you guys see that no yeah apparently super colored fragile lipstick gave her halitosis
1: (laughs) i knew it was coming this time i knew it was coming people
0: (laughs) if listener if you could see the smirk that spread across christy's face i was like she knows she knows what's happening i know i know this time (laughs) well
2: let it be known let it be known far and wide that mm-hmm. after eighteen months of ending the podcast with dad jokes, <laughs> Christy caught on to it.
1: Gee. <laughs> oh she man! It out. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, super
1: right. califragilistic super, super lipstick. I don't know what did you super, say? What super colored super colored, colored, super colored, fragile
2: colored. lipstick gave her halitosis. <laughs>
0: super colored.
1: It's good. It's good. Isn't that good? Oh, there you have it, friends.
0: <laughs> there it is. Yep. All right.
1: Yep. Well. Somehow we'll the this side.
0: interview reminded Matt of that. So,
1: it did. Somehow. I yeah.
0: Somehow. <laughs> somehow. <clears throat> All right, everybody. All right. See you next time, everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: Peace. Peace. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. If you're finding it helpful, we'd love it if you tell your friends about it
2: ratings and reviews online also help others find the podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode
0: you can join our gravity community for free you'll get our latest content delivered straight to your inbox as well as an email most fridays with curated links to articles that we found interesting or helpful to join us go to gravityleadership.com slash join
1: our show is produced by ben sturkey and matt tebby Aaron Sturkey edits and mixes the podcast. You can check out his work at aaronsturkey.com.
2: We'd love to hear from you. To record a question or comment for us, go to gravityleadership.com slash message and click the start
0: recording button. You can also email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com. Catch you next time.